Blog Talk Radio. Right, that's what the e-world is turning into, and if we don't stop it, it'll end up just like the nation of that uh, rather disturbing song that we just heard. But of course, there are many communists within the game who just love to hear that. It's music to their ears, right? <sighs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> Now, you might be a little bit surprised to hear me open my show with the uh, Soviet anthem there, Um, but it's going to set the stage for what we're going to discuss tonight in uh, an all-new installment of Pizza Party Radio. I know everyone's been looking forward uh, to another episode. I've been hearing, you know, hey, Pizza Hut, when's your next show going to be? You know, I want to tune in, like the first few, and I'm looking forward to the next one. So, uh, hey, thanks everyone for tuning in. Let your friends know. We always, uh, well, we have new people joining to listen to the show and uh, calling in and participating for the show, which, by the way, you can call in um, 347-308-8073. Or if you don't want to call in or if you don't live in the States or Canada and you don't want to pay a ridiculous fee to talk to me, which I think it's worth it, but uh, if you happen to not think it's worth it, then just click on the Talk Now button or microphone on the page, on the show page, and uh, you should be able to get on via the uh, via your microphone. So, anyway, we have a lot to discuss tonight. I know, for those of you who've seen my ads up, which you might have seen them, um, I don't know, they might be easy to miss, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> um, for those of you who've seen my ads up, the theme of tonight's episode is the e-world in crisis. Now, what do we mean by the e-world in crisis? And we're going to discuss uh, various themes of this throughout tonight's programs. Throughout tonight's program, but let me lay out what I think is the underlying, the underlying theme uh, for the e-world being in crisis. Put aside all the specifics, which we'll get into on tonight's program. Put aside all those for a moment. And look at just generally what's happening. You know, people are either losing interest, you know, they're quitting, they're more than, uh, it's more than just lulls. We're talking about hardcore, like, dirty play going on now, more than ever before. And you see, and we're going to be discussing this, obviously, the game population dramatically declining, and the quality of the gameplay since V2's come online in particular um, has been dramatically declining. Part of that is because of what the admins have done in terms of actual mechanics um, 
involved in the Republic. But part of that also has to do with just the people who control everything, ruining the fun for the rest of us. So it's a combination of both. And it's a recipe for a lot less fun and a lot less enjoyment for all of us. Something which we should really, really avoid. Um, it's going to take a little bit of work to to help us avoid that, but um, you know, it needs to stop. Because, you know, I mean, I if it gets to the point where you're playing with nobody and the people who you're actually playing with are just doing it for the point of them doing what they want to do and not letting anyone else do anything they want to do, then what's the point? You just have a bunch of douchebags running everything. Um, they're Soviet-style, tyrannical governments, which relates to the opening song on tonight's show. Um, and what do we get out of it? Nothing. Just them ruining the fun for the rest of us. Okay, let me start off here. Uh, we'll discuss in general the declining game population as the first topic of tonight's show. So if you want to call in and talk about either that or any other issue, we can just jump around, um, talk about what you want to talk about. Just call in. Um, nothing is off the table. So, um, yeah, okay. Now, why is the game pop? The players in the game, why have the numbers gone down so much? Now, obviously, we talked about some of the new features not being so great. Um, for instance, this new war module. Now, the old one was nothing to be jumping up and down about, but I still logged on and I fought and, you know, I did that every day. Now, it's one that gets always bugged up. I don't even, I enjoy it even less. At least clicking fight gave me a momentary pleasure, you know? Now, I just don't get anything out of it. Um, so, if you're like me, you don't like this new military module, you think it's kind of dumb. I was expecting something like a Panzer General type. For those of you who play that, it's pretty fun. This is much less advanced than a game that I was playing, you know, what, 13, 14 years ago? So that's pretty sad. You know, they could have come up with something a little bit better. So I think people, people are partly uh, disillusioned with this part of the game. And also the economic module, too. All it's done is create all these different... Um, sub-professions and have you split up your points and whatnot, and it's really quite boring. I mean, sure, I'm closer to getting the maximum amount I can make in my profession than I would have been, you know, because people can just could have just kept going up and up, and you couldn't max out. Now you can max out. Um, but with that said, it's really, excuse me, it's really boring, and I'm not getting paid what I used to get paid. You know, I'm a, what am I? I'm a guru, I'm almost to the top level of a marketing manager, right? And I'm making, oh, I don't know, I want to say a fifth, not even a fifth of what I would have made pre-V2, you know, working the standard eight hours a day. It's ridiculous. Fortunately, I had a lot of money saved up. For, for those people who didn't or who hadn't been playing long then, who played after V2 came about, it's hard to stockpile your money like that. But the admins don't care because it's a way for them to make more money. I mean, it's beyond corrupt. It's so shameless. And they've gotten quite a, quite a few euros um, being pumped in there that they're supposed to be using to develop a better game. I remember when I first started uh, back April, May of last year, about there, 
and they were saying around that time, oh, well, we've only put in about, um, is it 20%? Yeah, about 20% of what we plan to do. Well, I don't think they've gone up much, about 20% since then. You know, it's like there's less to do. Yeah, I mean, or if there's more to do, it's not much fun. And it's just really sad that they don't seem to listen to us, listen to our complaints, listen to our legitimate grievances. They don't even write about anything important anymore. I mean, what do they write about? The other day, um, for those of you who saw during the last uh, during the last congressional elections, uh, I found this a little bit amusing. I could cross it off my bucket list, right? Um, they singled out my party in the U.S., formerly known as the Republican Party, Excuse me. They, they call us out by name in front of the entire e-world uh, for engaging in a PTO and having suspiciously large numbers before the election changeover and stuff. And they bother to put this in their release. How about you worry less about our, our alleged uh, crimes, which are nonsense, because there's people within the government of this country who have friends there and who made sure that any votes that seemed, any new members that seemed even remotely suspicious were just thrown out. And so our party was left off the ballot, um, and there were only four parties. The first time, I believe, in public history that admins have ever went that far out of their way to do this. And why? Because they're afraid that someone who doesn't fit into their conformist, elite mentality is somehow going to take power in the country? Because that's what was happening. We saw nothing short of a complete and utter revolution of liberty in the EUS. And yet people cry out, PTO, PTO. Um, they're trying to take us over, and they're, they're Phoenix operatives he's working with. Yeah, despite the fact that any of our associates who are helping us out have no affiliation with Phoenix or any of our enemies. But because some of them happen to not be American in real life, and, and the ones who are American in real life, which are quite a few, as evidenced by my performance in the country presidential election, which we'll get to in a second, um, but those people say, you know, they, you say, well, hey, you, you shouldn't believe pizza. We don't like him, so you shouldn't like him, so stop siding with him or else. And now they're out there publishing all these articles trying to, you know, soil our name, soil my name. For those of you who've checked the news today, it seems like they coordinated a campaign to use the government botnet, which is used to vote up articles, um, to get a couple anti-me articles up there towards the top. You know, you have the C's hack, Rod Damon, publishing his thing. And when he says that he's with the uh, uh, Federal Election Commission, it sounds all official. Like, ooh, this must be true. If he says it, it has to be true, despite the fact that it's just propaganda. And these propagandists sadly get away with a lot of what they do. Um, <laughs> thank you. I saw Gino complimented my radio hosting abilities. Well, I have a lot to say. When you have a lot to say, uh, you don't tend to waste a lot of airtime. Um, and he also said that admins don't do asterisk, asterisk, asterisk unless they have proof. Actually, admins do whatever they want, with or without proof. And they've done it many times in the past. All they have to do is make something up and say it, and it's true. Just like the elite in the EUS. They say something, and automatically it's true. It has to be true. And why? Because those with power say it. That's exactly how tyrants and dictators and all sorts of despots get away with anything they want. 
and they try to prey on the feeble-minded. They say, you know, don't listen to this person who has a different opinion, who's calling us out. He's he's a you know he's a PTO, he's a cheater. We have to stop him. We all have to stop him. And why are these people freaking out? You know, if they're so right, they should have no problem doing it without resorting to these dirty tactics that they that they use. Well, the answer is quite simple as to why they do this. Because they're scared that people are starting to wake up and say, wait, okay, our country's population is imploding. Um, we've had poor leadership for quite a few cycles now. Um, unless you're in that inner circle of elites, you don't get anywhere. You know, you can't run for Congress. You can't have any position of authority or respect, respectable position. You can't do anything without their express approval. And why? Why have we put up with this for so long? That's what I've been saying. And in the last country presidential election, people were rather afraid of how well my campaign did. Now, granted, some say, well, you only had 16.82%. That's not a lot. I had almost as much as the top two finishers and with a sixth party as basically my only support base. I think that's quite impressive. When you look at the other two candidates who split up the top five, that's not bad at all. That shows that it doesn't matter just about party lines. People will say, wait, this guy has a real message. He has a real campaign platform. He's running a real campaign. These people are just saying the same things we've heard for months, and there's been no change. There's been no reform. All we've done is go further and further in the wrong direction. Maybe now is the time to make that change. Maybe now is the time to grab this game by the reins, to take it over, take it back for the players, and to say, we won't put up with this any longer. We won't put up with your lies, with your propaganda, with your dictatorship, with your tyranny, with your ruining of everything for the rest of us. We will not put up with it anymore. And we came so close to doing it this time. And we can do it again next month. And we can win next month. Now, we're coming up on these party presidential elections in a few days. Um, not going to give away the store here and what I'm going to say about it. But I will say this. There are obviously those particularly C's and their Federalist underlings who, you know, are over their evil lairs thinking, oh, how can we PTO the conservative party? How can we stop PTOLAC? How can we do it? You know, using their evil voices or whatnot. Um, by the way, C's, uh, someone with an account named C's came in the chat right when I said that quite coincidental, but um, anyway, so they're off there plotting their evil plans and their dark lairs, right? Um, but, you know, there's a wrench in their plan. And what is this wrench in their plan? There are anti-PTO specialists in the country who are going to make every single top five party sweat. Now, granted, there are some which are not going to be under serious threat of takeover, uh, but we need to make these people think that every party is. Now, I'm not going to say what party might be uh, targeted, but those who would side with the forces of evil should be targeted. And, you know, it's such a double standard, too. So 
you can't go after any of these elite parties, right, these parties who run everything and who get to say, we have the right to exist, but none of you do. You know, like their buddy Rod Damon, who's a C's hack, who says there should only be five parties and everyone should leave the other parties. What kind of a country is that? That's no choice. That's just be a part of this elite clique or else. Politics is supposed to be a a very fluid uh, system. It moves with the tide. Now, if the tide is favoring reform because our country is going downhill, because the game is going downhill, then so be it. And that can go in a variety of ways, but let the people make that decision. Let the people do that. Why? Why must we be told what's best for us? Who are these people to say, this is how it goes and that's it? We don't like what you're saying. We don't like what you're doing. Therefore, you don't have the right to exist. You don't have the right to your opinions. You know? Go out and praise Dio and go do our other stuff and go worship Gelbert uh, Emmerich and all these other elites. Go follow them. Do what we say. Not a, Or else. That's exactly what these people say. Month after month, cycle after cycle, and in the past, they've, they've got on the upper hand on us. They've got on the upper hand on us. But now the tide is turning. You have a lot of people in this country who are not buying into this anymore. The sort of propaganda they put out there does not have the same sort of effect it once did. Like I said, they can try to take us out this month, and they'll be able to do it if they really want to, but it's going to cost them one of their little elite parties, sort of an insurance policy. I think that's pretty fair. In fact, I said this before, I offered a deal once, everyone gets everything they want, um, where they, their concerns are alleviated. In exchange, they, certain elements, certain parties, uh, seas and feds most notably, agree not to mess with our party and to leave it alone and respect its sovereignty. Um, but they didn't. They didn't go along with it. And why? Because they hate not only me, don't get this wrong. They hate anyone who thinks differently. Anyone who thinks differently is targeted. Now, people can make up excuses. They can throw out, so-and-so is a PTO, or so-and-so is working with the enemy, blah, 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 blah. So-and-so is a threat to everything. That doesn't make it true. Like I said, this all started about the year May of last year few weeks after I came to the game, um, where in IRC, certain real-life issues came up. And people held my real-life conservative beliefs against me in this game when they had nothing to do with anything. Nothing at all. And, you know, these are the same people who say RL slash equals slash real, uh, e-life, you know, that one has nothing to do with the other. But yet, you can take someone's real-life views and insert it into the game and then later on just make up lots of stuff about PTOs and other elaborate conspiracies which aren't true to advance your agenda. I mean, it is just such double talk, double think. You know, it's groupthink. Let's just try to flood everyone's minds and think for them and make up. You know, they say if you repeat a lie often enough and if you repeat it, you know, enough times that people begin to believe it's true. 
and that's it. Um, okay, apparently the C's account here says that it all started when I tried to run for president, and I, what did I do here? I brought in real-life issues in the campaign like a noob. Actually, I was the only candidate in the country with a real platform. All my my platform sections were directly related to game policy. You know, it was all directly related. But, in typical fashion of these people, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who has the better campaign. It doesn't matter who has the right ideas. What matters is we get what we want, you do what we want, or else. So, you know, and most of the time these people will just go on and troll on the chat here, and they don't have the courage to call up and confront me on it. The calls we get are usually, besides for troll calls, you'll get some mild criticism, you know, usually, usually pretty civil stuff, right? Um, these diehard tyrants like to hide behind their keyboards, don't like to get on and talk about it. You know, maybe they're eight years old, maybe they're just scared. Um, so, you know. Anyway, I've been writing for a while. We'll get to your calls in a second. Uh, by the way, if you want to be on the, on the show, 347-308-8073 is the number. Please feel free to call, or you can call directly on the show page. Uh, just click on there. It should be a button, and we'll get you on the air. Any issue is open. Uh, tonight's topic is, of course, the e-world in crisis, because we're facing quite a few crises, um, which we have to deal with. Because if we don't deal with them, we're not going to have a game to play, and it won't be good for any of us. But anyway, so, uh, where was I? Um, I'm reading so many curse words here. Interesting. Oh, lots of comments about raping and blanking, trolling, and all these other things. Ugh. You know what they say, if your opponents resort to name-calling, knows you've won, you know you've won the, uh, the debate. So, I feel pretty confident in that. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where were we? Um, oh, that's right. Okay, we were talking about the elections and stuff here. All right, so around the e-world, there are obviously similar circumstances to what's going on here. But I think the U.S. would have to be the, the focal point example. This would be the number one example of all this. Because nowhere else is there so much animosity focused towards one person and then none of the real issues are worried about. You want to you want to talk about um, bringing real life in here. For instance, a few you know back during the Bush administration, what were people focused on? They were focused on how evil and horrible George Bush was, not on actual issues or helping people or making things better. They were focused on hatred towards one person or a certain subsection of people of the political population. That's the same thing in the in the republic. So much attention is focused on me or uh, people who are somehow seen as aligned or associated with my movement for reform. I'm not calling all the attention to myself. I'm simply going out there and saying what's true. But they like to point out things, you know, and, and try to twist them around. But they like to mention mention us all the time. You know, I mean, for the two articles a week I write, 
Um, seems to get a lot more attention than that. But like I said, these people are getting really freaked out because they see the tides are finally turning. That was a mistake I made last year. Um, our party was persistently taken over in the U.S., so I did leave. Um, in retrospect, I regret doing that. But this is why this is a redemption. They can throw whatever they want at me, do whatever they want. I will not abandon this country, and I will not abandon its people. I will stay here through thick and thin, and I will not relent until we win. Because America needs a real victory. America needs real leaders. America needs real reform. And the republic needs real reform. And what's a better way to do that than to have people running some of the most important countries and making the big decisions who actually understand the need for change and reform, who understand the need to get out there, offer something different, to offer a different perspective. Let me tell you, there is not a lot of people now. I'm not sorry, not, I shouldn't tell. There are not enough people out there who are doing this. But the more that come out, the harder it will be for the ones who oppose what we're doing to stop us. You know? And I always find it funny. They try to portray, portray us. Um, those of us who are the reformists, those of us who are seen as the political rebels of sorts, um, in, you know, whatever country that may be, they always try to portray us as the bad guys. We're the evildoers, right? Um, particularly with me. Um, you know, I often hear, you know, it seems like a fairly intelligent guy. Just his uh, intelligence for evil. What, how, what am I doing that's evil? I'm out there speaking the truth. I'm not the one going out of my chat and cursing at me and trolling me like crazy on the bulls or during the show or whatnot. That's what these people are doing. That's what the people who oppose us are doing. What I'm trying to do is present a coherent argument, um, say it civilly, say it uh, as, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for here, as statesmanly as I can. How is that bad? You know, what have I done? Because we have the right to do whatever. That's what's so great about this republic of ours, our, you know, this, this e-republic of ours, so to speak. You know, no pun intended, but, uh, you know, but we've just kept going downhill with the way we treat each other, you know, the, the way we play the game, the way our community has developed. Why do you think we have, not only the republic, not only the U.S., the E-Republic itself is imploding. And part of the reason, whether, you know, people want to admit it or not, is because of the way we treat others in the game. I mean, there's lulls, right? There's lulls, and we all love lulls. But then there's just, just being, you know, mean-spirited. Just playing very unfairly, just treating others in a way that um, goes beyond the limits of the game. Just gets into the realm of, hey, this is over the line. This isn't cool at all. <sighs> you know, and we really need to stop this. We really need to stop this. I think part of what we need to do, in particular, 
um, besides for the fact that we need to throw out the jerks from power and take power for the people, um, we need to get out there and speak to the admins and say, you know, we don't like X, Y, and Z in the game. You're destroying your own game. You need to change these things. You need to make it better. You need to get to work. Stop worrying about giving us uh, background, or, you know, or changing little trinkets around that we don't care about. You know, make some real change. Real change that we will like when we're logging on. You know, that it's not just, let me log on and four-click and check my mail, maybe write an article. Now I'm bored. I'll be logged off. You know, nobody likes that. And especially when you make the four-press or the four-clicking not that fun. Um, okay, now I'm getting a flood here saying, answer my question, Pizza. Why don't you fight for America? And then a link to my fight history. If you'll notice, I don't have a fight history since V2 because I've always had problems fighting. Um... I don't know why it's buggy. It doesn't work for me. So I gave up. Okay. Hey, you know, I don't know how to use it. That's one reason why it's not good. Um, so that answers the question. I'm not fighting for anyone else. I just can't fight because of the game mechanic. So if anyone has a solution to that, happy to hear it. But I've asked people, and I haven't figured out why. Um, and that's the basic reason why. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not all higher. It's the truth. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Okay. Anyway, so uh, as I was saying here, we need to start working together. Those of us who who don't like what's going on, write articles, uh, complain to the agents, complain to those in power, get out there and you know let your voice be heard. Get out there and make a change for the better. Because if we do this together, they can't stop us. If we let our voices be heard, how can they stop us? Because they won't have a game, and those in power won't have people to boss around and push around if we're able to stand up to it. You know, a lot of people like to be quiet about this sort of thing and uh, just not deal with it. They're afraid of being targeted. They're afraid of um, having their e-lives ruined. But you know what? If we all live in e-fear, well, what's going on? <laughs> um, you know, we have nothing to fear. Fear itself. Oh, I know. Quoting a, quoting a Democrat. That's uh, uncanny of me. But it's true. Because we're afraid of, of being afraid, essentially. And what are we afraid of? We're playing a game here stand up and do something about it. You don't like the way things are going, do something about it. And part of the part of the way uh, we could do that, you know, listen to what I have to say. I think it makes a lot of sense. We have, um, you know, I, I see some articles written by this uh, cold-hearted snake guy. Um, at first he was attacking, see, attacking, attacking seas a lot, and then he was attacking me. Um... But then he decided, wait, pizza's a, a bigger threat than Seize. Let's just attack him. Same thing as, like I said, Rod Damon, who said he was worried about Seas and investigating them. He didn't even mention them. He just goes after us. It's just complete hypocrisy. And these people are just in the bag, uh, in the tank for these, for these sorts of uh, corrupt elements. 
Uh, anyway, I've ranted for far too long. Let me start going to the phones here. By the way, 347-308-8073, or you can talk directly on your microphone uh, via the show page. All right, uh, we have Josh Whitehead waiting on the line here. What's up, Josh? Hey, uh, Pizza, how's it going? Going all right. How's it going there? Uh, pretty well. Um, one of the things I have to uh, disagree is about the inmates. I think maybe people are being too harsh, too, too soft, and are complaining too much about the inmates. Look, the inmates are doing their best. I mean, it can't just, you know, shit rainbows and, and unicorns in one day. I mean, obviously, if, if you know how the game programming, it takes actually months and, um, months to, uh, you know, um, decode all this crap, even though it's a two, uh, not really a two clicker, but a, uh, what do you want to call it anymore? Um, I have to disagree with the amends. It takes a lot of work. I mean, especially with all this, uh, bullshit that's going around. And, uh, it, I mean, even though these people are quitting left and right, I think maybe people should just actually give it a chance for once. Um, yeah, and also, Peter, um, uh, Nixon says hello, Freya. Ah, my good friend Nixon. Uh, hello there, Nixon. And he can call in too. Uh, all are welcome, regardless of whether they're uh, they're happy or wrong. Yeah, because uh, one of the things I may have to disagree is that is that people they can't just do whatever they want. I mean, we have to do something. That's why we have rules. Uh, that's why we try to protect each other. Uh, as even how the um, uh, the Republican Party and how we did all crazy shit and how I was the uh, president. Um, shit, I forgot what I was to say. Hang on, I'll call back later. <laughs> All right, well, okay, just to respond to what you were saying there uh, just now. Um, you know, I mean, you can't put all the blame on the admins, but I think when they're focused more on me, just a mere player, and not so focused on addressing real concerns with the game, that's a big problem. They need to get their priorities straight. Um, you know, because it, it's a fact that people are leaving in droves. And ever since V2, the game has gone way down. Now, let's, let's say you like, let's say people like the mechanics of V2. Let's just say, for argument's sake, that it's a, a positive thing. Um, and it's good. Well, then, why have we seen a huge decline in the player base in only a couple of months? Clearly, because there's a reason for this. Clearly, it's probably not coincidental. Um, you know, and I say, when you couple that with the fact that we have people who run things, you know, other players who run things, who act in a similar, similarly less than responsible way, that's not going to be a positive result. You put two of those factors together, and all we're going to see is dramatic game decline. And unless one or both of those things change, I don't see how we can come out of this. It's not going to end. Well, one of the major one of the major things that happened is actually the reason why that the numbers are dropping is because of the uh, all these multis. That's mainly why, because the men are slowly uh, cutting the um, the cord line. Um, wait, sorry, what was the last part? I didn't hear it. Uh, mainly the reason why is that all these numbers are dropping, because over, last time I checked, I think today is, uh, it's actually below 200,000. It's because all these, uh, of, uh, these multis, they're, uh, cutting them off. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sure some are multis, but also keep in mind that a lot of these are dead accounts that they're deleting. People who have left the game since then. Um, you know, I look right now in the in the EUS, and we are at the Conservative Party at 163. Now there's a 90 member gap. I haven't done any recruiting in a while, um, so this is all by pure attrition going on here. Um, you know, and you look at the vote totals too. It's not just multis because the vote totals are way down all across the world. So clearly, people are leaving the game in the past few months. So maybe some of what you're saying is true, but it doesn't explain the whole problem. All right. Um, you know, but uh, I don't know. So why don't you uh, tell us about your future plans uh, in the U.S. right now? I'm a bit curious. Uh, well, right now I'm actually getting ready to um, uh, run for party president for, a, what is it, what's it called, even public sex party. Um, I'm hoping to take that over soon, very soon. I got some people who are lined up to help me with it. Um, right now I'm helping, I'm joining in the um, model Congress with uh, Jude Connors and Richard Nixon and all these other people. I'm going in there because what really sucks ass is that because of last month I ran for Congress and for under the eight. American trade, you know, it's ADTP, what do you want to call it? Um, I ran for that, then I got screwed over at the last second, but that happens. Um, and then my future plans right now is possibly run for Congress if I don't win this party, um, and, and I'll just take it from there. Oh, now, did you happen to go after that party because it was uh... – the only only other one that endorsed me was that the reason why? Uh, not really, because because after the Republican Party was changed to the Conservative Party, and then how I talked with closed doors with a couple of uh, major parties, and we you know we talked here and there, and mainly the exile members, and we were talking about it, say hey, uh, maybe we should merge with another party, but that's what's happening right now. We're talking and discussing and all that crap, but uh. I'm taking over that party because flip it over to make a better difference and hopefully gain some people and uh, maybe change it to Republican or something like that. Yep, yep. yep. I, I would have liked to have kept the Republican name, but there was just too much uh, out there slandering our name, and I felt we needed a rebrand. Um, and it was unfortunate that uh, you know, people have to go around and spread lies like that. I mean, I said quite clearly I wasn't going to allow Daryl and Nixon to take over the party, and I felt like they could have had a real chance of doing it, and so I had to ask. But, um, you know, good luck with that. Um, did yeah, you happen to remember um, what you forgot before? Say that again? Do you remember what you forgot earlier on on the call? No, I, I forgot what I said earlier. Yeah. Okay. Um, well... Thanks uh, for the call. I'll put you on hold, so if you want to chime in here at any time, let me know. Oh, um, I have a, quite a quick question. You oh, sure. Yeah, Repub- yeah. Um, you know how you know our Republican Party, right? Well, with Exile, yeah. and that has we have the primaries. Um, how come uh, you didn't follow the rules for the primaries? Because you know how well, we have I'm primaries? Not... The primary election? Well, uh, basically because those rules were mostly formulated by people who I didn't want in the park. Um, Nixon had always been a troublemaker. Really, I would not allow a party with him in it. I've given him like seven chances, and honestly, after seven chances, I had enough. 
that was it. And so it was either him or me. I chose that. I, you know, I mean, unfortunately, um, it was a drastic action, but I felt it was necessary to take it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Thank you. All right. No problem. Okay. We have a seized member on the line here, I believe. Um, wait. Let me see. We have Bub287, then we have a 760 area code. Trying to see, what is 760? What's that, San Diego area? Okay. All right, uh, we'll get you on after Bubba 760. Hello, Bub. Welcome to the show. What's on What's on your mind? I would like to answer your, uh, your problems with C's. What problems do you have with C's? Please. Well, first, uh, which member am I speaking to? I'm going to guess it's McDougal, but I'm not sure. You would be right. Oh. As a spokesman is, for the party. Okay, what problems do I have at the seat? I'd like to, I'd like to um, hear the problems so I can laugh at let's them. See. First, let's see. Seas uh, bragged about letting me in the country, right? And then what happened after they let me back in the country? They make it their mission to go after and make sure I get well, no power whatsoever. Why should I like a party like that? You know, Emmerich uh, insulted me. He didn't you back into really the like country. Hold on, hold on. He's like the polar opposite I, of the type I, of person I would talk to. All right, um, Sean Hannity, you've got to let me get a word in here. Okay, thank you. Sure, go ahead. All right, now, it, you say that she just let you back in. We didn't let you back in. Uh, it was a little guy named Sierra. Well, well the, our glorious leader, uh, St. Krems, let me back in. No, Krems did nothing to do with it. It was Syrup who let you back in. Syrup was the one who approved your citizenship and brought you back into this country. Uh, anything, oh, else, whoever, anything else said is just speculation on a lot of people's parts. Now, well, if, you want to, uh, if you want to talk about how, uh, you know, Emmerich is our leader, yeah, he's our leader. That's what he is. All this other stuff that we have, it's all it is is it's just funny to us. It's not we don't take it seriously. There's no way within the game to do the things that the uh, the quote unquote the the Nazis did. That's just silly. Who would do that? It's impossible via game mechanics to do any of that. Now we call Emmerich the Fuhrer. If you look up what the Fuhrer means in German you might be surprised. You can check it on Google right now. It means leader. There's really no anti-Semitic or evil. Well, there's really only one person who was ever addressed as Der Fuhrer, and we, we know that. Well, the leader, yeah. And we, we, it was Emmerich. Emmerich is our leader. It doesn't mean we listen to every word he says unquestioningly. Well, okay. We've now, numerous yeah. times, many people in the party leadership have called him an yeah. idiot and told him he was wrong. It's happened more than once. I can name ten occasions right now at the top of my head that were happened where I personally have done that to him. So you can't say that it's just this crazy dictatorship. It's this weird. We have a weird thing going on, but we aren't a dictatorship by any means. Yeah. Look, I say this over and over again. I'm all for lulls. I'm in fact the greatest patron of lulls. Uh, but which I know you guys hate that word, but I like to say it. But with that said, um, there's a difference between being funny and just general being an asshole. And that's really a line that you guys we, cross we over. Feel, we shit. feel you um, you cross the line, too. That's what we feel. That's why we've tried to stop you in the past. Real. Now, how do I cross the line? I'd love to. Well, now, to be honest, me personally, if you did not cheat 
or let Hungarians into the country? Oh, Hold on, hold on. I would have no problem with letting you have a party. I would have no problem with that. But it, time and again, you've shown a history of both multiing and letting citizens no. into the country unapproved by uh, by the, you know, number whatever one, it is, the IES, whoever does Number it. one, anyone who I ask to be approved will automatically not be approved. That's the way it's always been. Number that's two... two that, that's a beef um, with them, not me. I, I'm just... I'm, no, I'm, just, I'm just saying that, you know, I'm not going to go along with the system that work with me. Number two, um, I had multied one time. I was banned for four accounts back in October of last year. Now, many people have been banned for multis. Uh, Max McFarland, uh, you guys love to take his thousands and thousands of gold, but uh, forget that he was banned for multiing too. Um, you know, right here in the chat, James Pfeiffer was banned uh, for multiing. Lots of people have been banned for multi. So right. because I did it one time, once upon a time, I'm the poster boy for it, and every and the, and it's a standard that only applies to me. How is that reasonable? Uh, here, it, the way I see it is, all those people are cheaters. They've cheated in the past. Some of them have proven that they've reformed. You, and I've never seen you prove that you've reformed at all. Uh, you don't personally cheat anymore. Have but, I been banned uh, since then? No. no. No, but I know you don't personally cheat anymore. But I know you do continually work with people who do. That's one, and two. Now look, this is this is, just, this is the general feeling of you. I, I want you to understand. Quite a few Cromstar and Krem supporters who cheated in the last election. Yeah, that's true. That's true, and they all got banned. Good. I, you know what? They deserved it. If you get banned and you get caught, well, there you go. That's it. I got no yeah. I, you, No one should yeah. be cheating. That's that's my feeling on the game. No one right, should right. Now, you see, if I did not work with my, this is the third point. If I didn't work my, with my Hungarian associates, my party would be overwhelmed immediately. I need it as a form of keeping you people in check. As long as there's a threat over <laughs> one of the top five parties, I know they'd be stupid to go after me because taking me out means potentially losing well, a top five party. You know what, AJ? Um, I, I think it's the insurance I have. I've tried to be reasonable. It doesn't work. So you've left me with no options. When a man has no options, he resorts to drastic action. Now, personally, I, I think you're going about this the wrong way. And you, I think you always have sort of taken a, a very different than a re, not a reasonable path. If you had approached people in the leadership and said, look, I know in the past I was an asshole. You know, I, I want to work with you now. I want to reform, you know. I want to turn over a new leaf. If you said that, I think people might listen to you. Okay, now, that brings up the issue. What did I do in the past that was so bad? Point out an example. Well, that, that, okay. Let's say, I, let's say during the A.J. Bruno era, era, when I was in the country uh, from late April to, uh, when did I leave, um, mid to late August. So if those, you know, four, like, four months or so, what did I do that was so bad? Well, you didn't really do anything that was so terrible until, until you got very angry that you were consistently losing elections with, you were using, you were using real-life parallels, and um, you weren't, you weren't really looking into the game mechanics, you were only taking your own real-life knowledge and then making judgments. Yeah. Use um, the game account and base your platforms on that. Now, 
before. Uh, you when when challenged about this, and uh, you know, you would instead of like defending your points and saying, or maybe you know, admitting that you know maybe you don't know as much about the game as you should, uh, you would attack people. And that really left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And that's the reason why a lot of people went out of their way to stop you from winning Congress and uh, being involved in parties and et cetera, et cetera. You, uh, um, you, oh, one second. When that happened to you, when you started to get that, you know, you got very angry about it, it seemed. And then you swore that you would destroy the U.S. and all sorts of other crazy things. And people remember that. I mean, even if it was in a, a moment of rage, let's say, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt here, people remember that sort of thing. And it, uh, your actions in, you know, in the U.K. and in South Africa and in Australia, people all remember those too. So, and they know about them. I'm not ashamed of my actions because I've played quite fairly in all these places. The fact is, when you make up enough lies about someone who tends to follow them, that's really quite unfair. Um, and really, I, I said this to you before, before I even left the country, the main reason why people disliked me was my real-life beliefs. Now, being a real-life, particular social conservative, has nothing to do with the game, yet people continually insist that someone with my beliefs um, has no place of any authority in an e-virtual world. Uh, uh, see, now here's, you here's where I think people hold, putting aside any other issue. The things that happened since then is just icing on the cake for them. But the now, foundation of this house of lies they built on me is based off of that. I, I think that's where you're wrong, though. I don't think they're bringing up your real-life beliefs. I think they're bringing up your in-game beliefs. And they say, they see what they see the things that you've said and all these you know, these crazy outlandish accusations about other people. Because you've been, you're very hypocritical when it comes to this sort of thing. You accuse C's of doing all this crazy stuff that we have, we don't do at all. And you accuse, you know, it, it, it's not just us doing this stuff. We're not the masterminds here. It's everybody. Everybody gets together when we, uh, when we PTO you. It, it, when we did it a couple months ago back, every party was involved. Every single one. Um, They're telling you they weren't. You, they're I lying. I to say that the a significant majority of the votes for either C's or Federalist coordinated. Well, yeah, because those are, those at the time were two of the two most active parties in the country, and they still are. In fact, now I'll be honest with you. Uh, if if you if you just you know took you gotta just take a step back and just look at the whole picture and see how everybody's thinking. You can't just go and accuse people, you know, trying to just keep you out. Because we don't like you. We don't like what you think. It's true, we don't like what you think, but that's not why we're, that's not the only reason why we're trying to keep you out here. We don't like what a lot of other people think. We don't like the, what a lot of the people in the UIP think. We don't like what a lot of the people in the USWP think. And, uh, we're not going around and, uh, you know, PTOing their parties and trying to stop them. So, I mean, that should tell you something all along. I mean, it's not just them. It's, it, there's, it's not just that. It's other stuff that you do. And if you, you know, you took responsibility for that. You, you know, they, people might listen to you then. Or more people might listen to you. Well, sadly, a lot of these people are not capable of any sort of reasonable discussion. Um, you and I can talk, and you might disagree with uh, a lot of what I do, but a lot of these people you can't even talk to. They literally do not want to 
hear any sort of reason. Um, and, you know, I think I've mentioned this to you before, too. I once offered a deal in the past uh, month or so with, uh, in particular, seasoned federalists in exchange for, you know, not <laughs> interfering with our party. I offered to, you know, work with everything, uh, abide by all the federal regulations and whatnot. Even if I didn't fully agree with them, I abide by them. Um, you know, not work with certain elements they weren't comfortable with in exchange for just leaving us alone. But why wouldn't they go along with it? Because it's this 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 personality. I, I hope they built around. I, I, I think a lot of them. I, I, I think, was I think you need to show a, I think you want need to show a, a sign of good faith. Maybe a, a list of uh, you know the 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 list of the Hungarians you're working with that are in the country. That would be a great step in the right direction. Or you know anything anything really just. Something to you know, go along with here. Some some sign of good faith. I think that might go a long way in convincing them that you know you really have turned over a, a new leaf. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. all I can do advice. is uh, try and offer an olive branch, and we'll see what's taken. Um, so wait, I heard the rumor you're running off to Pakistan. Is that true? Uh, uh, me personally, I haven't left. I know a lot, there's a few people that are leaving for Pakistan. They're kind of fed up with the way the country's country's going. In general, just some people in the country we don't like, or they don't like. I so, uh, if, you know, if the country's getting so boring or just not uh, as good as it used to be, why not make me president? It'll spice things up. Uh, you'd have to ask everybody else. Maybe run on that, run that platform. I don't know. <laughs> you want? <laughs> I would have to see the candidates before I decided to vote on. Yep. Well, you know, hopefully I can get uh, one or two more endorsements next month, and I think that would allow me to win. Uh, you know, people, like I said, people are making, you know, some some people like to poke fun at my percentage, and some some are openly admitting to being scared of it. But, you know, with my support base, um, particularly only having basically one-party support, I think that was a pretty good showing, and I can build off that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you certainly turned a lot of heads in the country, that's for sure. All right. Uh, any other uh, comments you'd like to make? Uh, nope. Not really. Not particularly. All right. Well, you know, we have to disagree on some issues, but uh, thanks for calling up. Um, hey, tell Krem if he's welcome to talk now if his microphone's working, too. We've had him on a few times before. Last time it uh, didn't sound too great, though. I heard that. Um, I think he's sleeping now, though. No time difference at all. Yes, over in uh, Scotland. Have a good one. All right. Well, uh, hey, thanks for calling in. All right. Let's uh, move on here. We'll have a 760. I don't know who 760 is. Um, it might be Gino Garen, but it might not. Hello. Check one, two. Is this thing on? Yes. Uh, who's this? Oh, well, look at that. It actually is on. Hey, everybody, this is Gino Garen. I'm and it looks like uh, you were right. It is me indeed. Are you off in California? That's where your area code's from. Nope. I run through Proxy. Because I'm a boss. You're what? I'm like a boss. I run through proxies on my phone. It's a good thing, though. It's a good thing. So, um, I, I have to uh, repeat what I told you in the chat room in your, um, in your radio station chat about a half hour ago. I am pleasantly surprised that I don't have to sit through half-dead air on your show. You've definitely come uh, a bit more full circle as a, a radio broadcast personality by not putting it uh, 
letting it sit for a while. That's impressive. I like that. Well, thank you. I try to be uh, on my game now. I explained last time I was having uh, a gum issue, which was, you know, causing me not to be completely on my game. But, you know, I have a lot to say now and uh, only so much time to say it, uh, and which you happen to not agree with a lot of it, it seems, which I find uh, quite unfortunate. Um, back to trolling well, me uh, recently, like you did well, in the old days. And, uh, it's it's I mean, difficult to not or, troll someone. It's difficult to not troll someone when you go in and you say something against them and they say, oh, yeah, the guy who couldn't hold his marriage together, that's your response. It's a bit hard for me to do that. What's that? It's a bit hard for me to take someone seriously when I issue a rebuttal for having, let's say, for an example, you said you had 500 listeners. First of all, I'd like the uh, 20 people in your chat room. Second of all, a lot of these listens are archived. Third of all, this is also a rescheduled show. Um, If you like, I'll take a screenshot of the numbers. Uh, We've had a couple of shows in the 500 area. The first show is close to 600. So, you know, I'm only... Yeah, the one where you were promising people gold. Right. I, I noticed that this one doesn't have nearly as many. However, when I mentioned that your shows are mostly, you know, gold-hungry driven, your response to me was coming from the guy who couldn't hold his marriage together. Now, do you expect that someone who would respond to someone with an ad hominem attack is going to be taken seriously and accepted into American politics? Um, well, I, you know, are you seriously accepted into Japanese politics? I happen to be, know your, uh, your president now. He's quite a cool guy and a supporter of mine, so maybe supporting me gets you further than opposing me. You mean the guy who's got a, an impeachment on him right now because he illegally accepted a citizen who had been previously marked as a terrorist for our country? That particular supporter? Terrorist? <laughs> <laughs> or, or were you completely unaware of what was going on and just throwing around names for support? Um, I don't follow Japanese politics that closely, but uh, if he is being impeached, I'm sure it's illegitimate. I'm sure it's been uh, sponsored by you and other uh, uh, radical elements. I have nothing to do with it. In fact, I was on his side for a while, but he put a giant dick wave up in front of Congress and specifically stepped out in front of the Constitution we had written over a year ago. So if that's the kind of support you would like and you're going to throw around, I completely agree that that is exactly the kind of support you would like. Um, I'm looking at the impeachment now. The vote was 7 yay, 23 nay. That's not exactly a serious threat to his presidency. No, but a president who was just put into office suddenly having an, uh, at least at least two-thirds, no. But one-third, that's a strong threat. And uh, if, you was, focusing, uh, if you're focusing on the forums, you will also notice that we have seven or eight PTO agents in who, by his party, were let in. So if we haven't convinced all of the congressmen yet that something is amiss, then um, that's unfortunate. But once again, you're accepting support from someone who just pretty much waved his dick at the whole country with supporters in Congress that were brought in through illegal methods. That sounds like uh, something you definitely appreciate. Legal methods. Well, the semi-game mechanics are not really illegal. This seems more like a political ploy to me than anything. Um, yeah, this guy is actually a pretty cool guy, and, and you know, it always happens that there's always people who happen to dislike uh, country presidents who I 
have a friendship with. Um, well, you know, he is a pretty good guy. I've said that before. However, he pulled a dick move. Okay, well, um, as the president, perhaps he has some authority to do that and impeaching someone on that. Is ridiculous. Teaching the president of the U.S. in real life because he granted a pardon to someone who you think doesn't deserve a pardon and you didn't approve of it. I mean, that's really the same thing. It's a bit of an obscene charge for such a, a, a ridiculous thing. Now, hold on. Are, are we talking about game mechanics or are we talking about real-life politics? Because so far, you've been composed here. I just not what you're talking about. Now, this isn't some great crime committed worthy of an impeachment. That's just a political play, and it's ridiculous. You just, you, you know, the people who did this just don't like the guy, and that's why they hardly got any votes. Uh, you know, you're saying how an impeachment is, you know, says something. Okay, if I impeached uh, a president right when he got in office and I got, um, you know, a, a little less than a quarter of the votes, which is plausible, um, would that be a huge sign? No, they would just chalk it up to me not, you know, having an, a, an agenda against them. I mean, that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that a president who was elected in with almost 80% of the vote and suddenly all of these congressmen are against him, that's obviously a, a, a plot. Uh, political plot by the country. Well, even though he was elected with a large majority, clearly some of these congressmen did not vote for him. So sometimes politics trumps um, logic. Mm-hmm. So mentioning that politics trumps logic, you mentioned in an earlier article that, um, there was an article written about you, specifically about your uh, immigration policy that was not matching up with conservative politics. And you specifically commented in the article that Immigration policy and, in fact, laws in general in e-republic do not match real life because e-republic is not in real life. So why do you cling to the nation needs change in a conservative manner if you've already established through your own words that they are not a one-to-one correlation? Can you give us some specific examples of how conservative change in the e-United States would be better than how it's being currently run with, you know, uh, Far East reason being taken by the United States and we, uh, the United States having uh, a good pool of allies and renting out regions, bringing in gold. Can you say how a conservative change would supposedly make that better? Because it looks like it's been catapulted to success since it was recently, uh, what was it, eight, nine months ago, down to the one Florida region. It looks like things are being run pretty well. Okay, well, you can, you can say that. Um, but we've also lost a lot of territory um, you know, but I take the stance that we should be aggressive on our foreign policy. We should be expanding because when we're expanding, we fight battles on other people's territory, not ours. We saw, you know, we saw the U.S. almost be wiped off the map because we were playing it pretty uh, passively. So I've said if I were president, I would be an aggressive one. Um, I pledge to completely destroy Russia. Why not? You know, they, they're nothing but a nuisance to us. They're nothing but a thorn on our side. Um, why not be aggressive? You know, why not take the fight to the enemy? Too often we conform, we give up territory voluntarily. You know, I remember when we had Karnataka, I was one of the biggest opponents saying, no, do not give up Karnataka, keep it. We can make better use of it than the Indians would. You know, we know uh, we can defend it better. We can use it more strategically to help ourselves and our allies. And I've been one of the biggest opponents for... Um, Imperial expansion, you could say, for an aggressive foreign policy, an aggressive military policy, because it benefits us and it benefits our allies. But there are those who generally get in power who just give up our territory voluntarily and put us in vulnerable positions 
where eventually uh, we could see ourselves in a position like Croatia was recently. It's not out of the realm of possibility, and um, you know, people who think differently than this uh, are generally proven wrong eventually. Uh huh. So what you're saying is you shouldn't give out regions of the United States that we already have multiple high regions of, let's say grain or wood, to our other allies to strengthen them because we wouldn't want strong allies in case we get attacked. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying you know don't do don't uh, send a boy to do man's work. Don't you know, do don't have someone to um, what you should do yourself because it's always better if you do it yourself. And um, when we just give away stuff, when we entrust it to those who might not be that reliable, um, we put ourselves in a precarious position. I, I take the philosophy of, you know, let's be loyal to our allies, let's defend our allies, but let's put America first. Let's put our nation's future first. Um, you know, so some how people does, just... How does renting... Do, by the way, it's not giving up. It's renting if you're accepting gold, everyone. How is renting a region that we already have duplicate supplies of to an ally that will end up strengthening our defense, or I really shouldn't say our defense, but in the United States almost two years. Some countries are not powerful enough to defend My question, thank you very much. How is that that strengthening the allies of the Reliance and, to a lesser extent, Eden, in the fight against Phoenix, because they're the big bad bad guys, how is it the strengthening these are going to end up not putting America first when America does better when they have not only their own strength, especially given that you we know, have... Uh, that brings up, up another FDR, and you're going halfway through Russia, but we also have strong allies to go around and fight with the rest of the world to keep them occupied as well. I don't understand how arming an army, let's just say Eden, Phoenix, they're all representatives of real-life armies. If you have one guy with the most badass sword ever and everybody else has a couple of wooden clubs, how is it that you're going to fare better on the battlefield than if you were to give everyone a good sword? Uh, you want to make a real comparison? Um, let's see. We train and equip the South Vietnamese Army. Um, they have the best equipment and whatever in the world, but the Army is still not that good because they, they weren't trained well enough. So the North Vietnamese, the commies, overwhelmed them. Same situation yeah, you know here. You can give someone all the equipment you want, like, you know, give them um, weapons or whatnot to defend themselves and give them support. Uh, you know, but if they can't do it on their own, well, you're going to end up uh, hurting yourself in the long run. So we're, we're talking about Europe. Well, let's talk about strengthening the economies too. of our friends so that they have better equipment and more, let's see, food for health, uh, better supply of weapons for warfare so they can continue to fight, fight stronger, win better. All of this is, is irreversibly helpful. You're going to make a comment about Vietnamese fighters in real world. So let's stick to E-Republic. When you increase the economy of a, a nation that helps you and you increase the wellness of the nation that helps you, how is it that that makes you weaker? I just made a very good comparison that you were, uh, you, you actually brought up uh, real life to begin with. I simply I did not. I brought up an imaginary later. situation. Uh, okay. Okay, let me say this first, Joe. I think that it's getting, another issue why it's getting really boring in the game now. Uh, we've had these two alliances too long. I have friends in Eden. I have friends in Phoenix. I have friends not in either of them. Why not we get all these cool people together and make a new alliance? You know, honestly, they all suck. 
people accuse me of being a Phoenix operative. I don't like any of the alliances. They're boring, and they just it's the same thing. All, month after month, the same sort of campaign, same sort of rubbish. Um, you know, we need to shake things up. I proposed an idea a month or two ago uh, to start a new alliance, you know, and if I get into the position of being president, I'm going to do exactly that. We're going to form a new alliance. You know, we're in a position right now where we are uh, primed to do so. And I think by, by doing that, we could have, in fact, the greatest force on the planet. You know, who cares what alliance they were in before? Let's get some sensible people who want to make the game fun, who want to you know, be clear about it, and uh, let's get together and make a new uh, international organization. Do you think that's a bad thing, to have some some change and uh, some something different going on? Absolutely not, and I can prove it. Because when I started off, I was in the United States. I was in Atlantis country at the time. Everybody remembers Atlantis back in Beta. Woo, Beta. So, anyway, then I moved to Japan. And at the time, Japan was a peace country. Then peace fell apart, and Phoenix happened. And then Phoenix kind of didn't like what Japan was doing, and they were going to tell us what to do, and Japan didn't like that, so Japan switched over to being pro alliance. Now, I'm over in Pakistan. That's when being back to Phoenix. So, it's pretty clear at this point, I don't have an alliance. I don't like the alliance. Every time an alliance comes up, it's always bad news for the smaller nations, and smaller nations get shit on by the five or six big nations in the game. So I'm not really happy with all the alliances as they are. Would it be a great idea for us to make a new alliance? Sure, it would be perfect for the game. We, we could have three or four alliances that would just kick major ass. We'd have battles back and forth all the time. It'd be perfect. But unfortunately, everyone in the world is so caught up in these two, maybe if you get like a, a, a strong player, like the United States making their own game, three alliances. But even then, even if their alliance aren't doing anything, so they might as well be one alliance. They, they help each other out constantly. So it's really Edinburgh Alliance and Phoenix. We've watched the game for two years now. There are no neutral parties. They always end up getting invaded or pushed to one side or the other. There are very few people who jump the bar. EUK is just one example, but there are a few who jump outside the uh, one alliance and go to another. But that's it. We're stuck in two alliances because everyone knows the second you have three alliances, they're going to create some kind of um, some kind of mutual protection between two of them, which we've seen Bro Alliance and Eden, and they effectively become one alliance again because if they're not going to be sticking around with each other and they're going to be fighting that other alliance, well, there's only two alliances. So it would be a great idea? Absolutely. I, I love that idea. I would be the first person on board to say, let's make a new alliance that just says, fuck everyone, let's have some war. But it's just never going to happen. Would the uh, admins love that? Absolutely. The more war they have, the more health packs they sell, the more people are going to want to buy gold so they can buy more weapons so they can fight on the battlefield more. It'd be fine and dandy for them. I'm sure they'd love to have that up. Will it happen? No. Why? Human condition. We always want to protect what we have first and then go out and get more. And with two alliances, really, Bro Alliance Eden and Phoenix being approximately the same strength, we're going to watch this interplay back and forth where one country gets taken over and then eventually they fight back, get themselves back up, and then fight back into the other country, and then it's the pendulum swings back and forth and the game doesn't really get anywhere. Yeah, well, that does uh, that that does make sense. Uh, but like I said, um, you know, this era of the these alliances has been gone on gone on for a while. Um, and honestly, the games are quite 
lame to me. Now, I think we should have a uh, change where, um, you know, we focus on making a better name and we focus on having a new set of alliances. And why not mix up some of the countries which have historically been on different sides? Make it interesting. You know, um, I think it would spice the game up a little bit. That's one way to do it. Um, you know, if you have enough people in power doing that, we can make it happen. You know, I've got some friends who are country presidents and whatnot in different countries. So if I were in office, we can make it happen like that. You get a few nations come on board with it. Once a few go, you know, once you knock a domino down, the others fall right through. So I think it's possible if you're in the right position to do it, and I think it would be uh, an interesting development uh, if we were to do that. I've proposed a few ideas, you know, for instance, the Alliance of Sovereign States, the the uh, the uh, United Countries and Kingdoms, um, you know, alliances like that. I'd be so tempted to agree with you, but on the pragmatic side, it's just so unlikely to happen because you need, instead of just one domino falling and then it causing a chain reaction, in this circumstance, you'd need all the dominoes to fall at once because nobody's going to step out and say, all right, we, the, uh, the imaginary country of Slavoslakadavia, we are going to stand out and become the first in the alliance. Everybody dogpiles on that guy, and the alliance gets killed off in a second. Even if you had two or three guys, who all, like, let's say a couple of countries right next to each other out in Eastern Europe. They decide they're going to create the Eastern Europe Alliance. Yeah, They start their little tiny thing. I mean, you don't have any power players, and Russia steamrolls right through those guys in a week. It just, in order for it to work, you'd have to have at least two major power nations, one from at least each side of the board, Phoenix and for Alliance East, to switch sides at the exact same time. And you're not going to do that because... Why? Well, human condition, once again, you need to protect what's yours first. And the only reason people wouldn't want to do that is because they'd assume that the other side is going to double-cross them, which had happened in this game before. I mean, the United Kingdom did it when they switched sides on the United States. Uh, it was kind of a dick move. I, it was interesting. It caused a huge amount of activity. But, I mean, the U.K. has been floundering now ever since. And uh, they're not really regarded as good by either side. I mean, I know people in Phoenix who say, yeah, the U.K. guys are okay, but, I mean, they switched sides before. How do we know they're going to switch sides again? So everybody's going to sit in their little camps, Eden, Pro-Alliance, Phoenix, and we're all going to eye each other warily just to see if anybody's going to hop the fence and go to this new alliance just so we can beat the shit out of them. It would be a great thing if admins could force it, because then not only would we have admin hate for it, but it would be really interesting, but it's never going to happen. It's just not likely to happen. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I understand uh, what you're saying. But I say never say never, because if we think something can happen, if we will it enough, um, it will happen. You know, you just have to want something bad enough. You have to pursue it enough. You have to convince people to go on board with it. And even what seems impossible is not really impossible. You can change it. And, um, you know, it takes enough people to do it. It takes being in the right positions. Um, but it's not impossible by any means. No, it's not really um, impossible. It's just you know, really I, I think it's you know, kind of what ruins the game ultimately if we think, well, we can't do this because this is the way it's always been and we can't change anything. 
Um, I disagree with that. That's actually what I'm doing in the U.S. right now, whether you like it or not. Because who would have thought it um, that I have a real possibility of leading this new movement where we have going on here? Um, now let me let me also emphasize that I've been pretty lazy in the game lately. Now I'm going to be more active. I'm going to go out there, and I'm accused of like messaging all these noobs and stuff. I don't have time to do that, but now I do. So. Uh, you know, you want to see some dramatic change happening? Give me a cycle or two. I'll make it happen. And uh, yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll, see the the part. Uh, I'll see you on the dramatic part, but uh, we have yet to see <laughs> the, uh, the change. I personally, in Japan, we were all hoping that we'd get somebody like you, because there's a there's a definite um, mechanism in this game that when you don't have something to do, specifically somebody in your country that you can. Uh, fight against, then you end up picking your own battles, and I, I watched I watched um, the Japanese Congress. As for some reason, I'm still masked in the uh, Japanese forum as a congressman, even though I dropped my uh, congressman badge like last week. I've messaged people about it. I said, you know, you guys really want to leave me on the forums? Nobody said anything about it, so apparently I'm cool. But anyway, um, this whole thing with Sugawara, the second we run out of things to do, in Japan, whether it's the U.S. or Indonesia not wanting to have Kyushu for their land bridge anymore, or the second we're not under immediate threat of PTO, like what, um, like what's his face, um, Dish Miss, I don't even know how to pronounce it, Dish McDonald's, I've been told. Um, he was yeah. threatening us that we were going to be PTO'd within a month. Well, it's been a month, nothing happened. So within three days of that, Sugawara does a, a dick move because he can. Which I'm not saying it was necessarily full rights for um, all the drama it caused, but it was a, a drama move. And then the people who specifically like to pull out drama move in on the drama, and bam! Now all of a sudden we have Japan fighting in itself again, not doing anything worthwhile again. What I'm saying is, if we had had, let's say, a Japanese um, sushi palace, we'll call them sushi palace instead of you know whatever. So if we had Sushi Palace come in and start claiming that he was the rightful emperor of Japan, not only would there have been a couple people who hopped in with him just for the lull of it, but we've also would have had the entire country saying, no, this is not right. You don't get to claim yourself the emperor. We have an emperor already. You need to boost up activity and get people uh, mobilized against this guy. We got nothing. That's why I moved over to Pakistan, because there's actually something to do. You know, I'm not exactly a crazy Dio fanatic. I think it's an excellent uh, way of getting people involved in the game by rallying around something. But um, the Pakistanian Empire, we're restoring it piece by piece. I mean, two days ago, I fought in the resistance war for the uh, reason of sin, and we won it. And then immediately started another resistance war. So we can keep doing things. We have to do in this game. We have to actually do stuff. So in a sense, you're probably one of the reasons why the United States is actually going, actually doing, actually progressing, because they have something to rally against. Now, whether that's right or not, hell, fuck, I know. I don't know. But, um, you know, you're actually probably the catalyst for a lot of people in this game, staying in this game, and doing what they do. So, for that, I get to pat you on, pat you on the back. Yeah, oh, thank you. Now, I, I considered your invitation to go over to Japan. Um, unfortunately, I, I'm, you know, things are getting interesting in the U.S., so I feel like my 
attention needed to be focused here completely. You know, perhaps I'll make a, uh, uh, you know, Mr. Sulu multi in Japan in the future, but for now, I'm, oh, you'd uh, never just, make a multi. No, 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 no. That, that uh, was all crap. You know, the whole Theo thing, uh, for instance, you mentioned. Uh, you know, in, something like that might be funny in measure. It wasn't so overused. It's like the, some person who tells the same joke a million times. Maybe it's funny the first time or the second time, but after you hear it a million times, it's not funny anymore. It's just annoying. So um, that's the big problem with that. But um, I think people are relying uh, yeah, on it going full circle. If I, if I become president of the country, I'll make you my uh, secretary of lulls. How about that? Sure, why not? Hell, I've been... Um, no, no, Secretary of I've, I've been involved in foreign countries before. In fact, uh, even when I was in East Japan, there was a point where um, President Emmerich asked me to answer his personal mail. So, uh, for about a week, I was in the president's account answering his mail for him because he was a bit overwhelmed on that. Is what? Oh, President Emmerich. When he was president of the United States, uh, he had ended up getting hundreds of mail uh, in the game every day, and he didn't have as much time to deal with it as he thought he was going to. So for about a week, he asked me to answer his personal mail, which I thought was pretty cool. And that was while I was still in Japan. So, and Japan was. You still have access to the account? Oh no, you don't obviously. You have access to the account right before it got banned. Um, maybe. That would be interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, that would be very interesting. I thought it funny that McFarland bought him an account, too. But that's another story. Um, you know, in terms of presidents who are good at getting back to people, um, you know, I, I, the U.S. president has never been a great friend of mine, except a uh, few have been neutral to me, but personally friendly to me. Um, but it, I always talked to, when I, as soon as I started the game, it was during the Scrapman administration. He gave me some good pointers when I first signed up, and he was pretty good with answering mail. Um, so, you know, some of them can keep up with that, it just depends. P.S. Fuck Scrapman. Sorry, just had to throw that away. <laughs> uh, he's a sci-fi fan, so we have that in common, although he doesn't like my politics, but, you know. No, trust me, I was raised on Star Trek. I mean, I'm one of the few people that can sit here and, um claim knowledge of Commander Data, like he has an evil twin. He's really good at painting. Uh, he almost had sex with the Borg Queen. I, I, I know my Star Trek, but, uh, you know, I guess I was a bit off topic. Yeah. yeah. I thought it would be funny to take over, like, the largest party in the country and name it, like, the Borg Collective, and then everyone go around and say, you will be assimilated. What do you think? Resistance is futile? Hmm. Well, that one seemed a bit overplayed. Uh, in Japan, we had something like that. We had the SOS, and uh, they were kind of, they were close to that, but they were going more on the, uh, the damn, I can never pronounce her name, Haruhi, something or other, uh, that show where the uh, SOS was first invented. It was, it was almost akin to what uh, what Steve is doing from uh, from the United States, but yeah, yeah. I looked at the party. It seems like they were the ringleaders in that impeachment too. Uh, what, SOS? Yeah, the guy, at least the guy who started it. Uh, he was, actually, the, the impeachment itself was put up a little earlier than the whole shitstorm on the forums came out. But, uh, the ringleaders behind all that was completely different. But SOS, yeah, they've had some trouble with, um, answering for their multis and, 
uh, Indonesian people that keep on getting approved, and yeah. So they're kind of like a, they're kind of like the, the Republican Party now. With you bringing in the Hungarians, uh, right or wrong, I'm not going to comment on that. It's not my country anyway. But they've been bringing a lot of Indonesians, and people are pissed off about that. So now I don't like Muslims, so I wouldn't work with this. <laughs> um. Now, now, AJ, this is the game. You you make friends. Uh, so um. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, the Indonesians. Uh, Rather untrustworthy in the game. Although, uh, that Ostin guy is pretty cool. I was quite sad that he left. He's a pretty cool guy. Ostin? You mean, you mean the guy who's been bought, banned like 500 times from Multium? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know notice how many people you like as friends. All the guys you keep dropping names on. One day... What was that? Oh, man, you know that, that Gino Garon guy, the guy who rage quit with, like, porn from a hundred of his multis that he made in one day? That guy was pretty cool, actually. <laughs> you admit to having multis? No, I'm saying I'd make a hundred multis and then have them all post porn in their uh, uh, chat room, uh, chat boxes and newspapers and then quit epically. It would actually, be, like, maybe half as cool as Gloria's day. One of the funniest uh, rage quits ever. There's this guy in Australia who was crowded house. He was really annoying and like more conceited than I am and egocentric and didn't like me, which doesn't help. Anyway, so oh, he was raised more quick. egocentric than you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Porn pictures and an actor. <laughs> so he was kind of and uh, suffice it to say. Yeah, true. Nothing will ever be glorious failure today, though. Nothing ever. I think, oh yeah, that you know I, I don't want that either, but that was pretty funny. I enjoyed my few hours uh, on the moderator account. That was interesting. I don't know if you got on it. No, I didn't. No, yeah, I had some of my good. I would have banned like twenty more people, but I I would have probably banned every single person in Japan, including myself. But you know then. Then it would have been like, oh, we found this person who was on the admin account. We banned him. And I, I like my uh, my only account a lot. It's kind of got a history, so I'm gonna hold on. I wouldn't like want to be like James S. Pfeiffer and lose my account because I decided to make one little tiny multi in another country. That'd be kind of silly, you know, something like that. Um. Yeah. Well, if you. Okay, the thing is, it was multi, and I don't—I honestly do not have any right now. Um, but if you oh, make multis, you only have more than say four at a time, I would say, and you can't log on them back to back, or you know, make it seem like it's obviously you or something. But it is safe to have a few. Um, but I would not make huge armies because obviously you're going to get banned. So it really depends. Yeah. Very true. Very true. So um, anyway. Anyway, uh, before. You go any uh, big plans uh, coming up? You want to tell us about? Um, actually, there are a couple of things I'm I'm working on. Trying to get a fourth Pakistanian uh, citizenship. Maybe eventually get the Congress. I don't know. That's less of a result. We are, of course, and I have to do a personal plug. So if you don't want to have any of your uh, radio competition on here, you might as well mute me now. Uh, Propaganda Now is once again back, and we are doing our three or four shows a week. Orange Radio on Saturday, uh, Fighting Around the World on Thursday, We Talk Monday, of course, on Monday. We're getting a couple more personalities in. I believe we're getting a Tuesday show, but uh, we got a lot of stuff in the works. So, 
It ought to be kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, okay, we don't mind your free pitches on there. As long as you let me talk on the air, um, I'll probably have some time to call up uh, one or more of the shows. So, you know, don't uh, keep me from it. Uh, but don't forget that I was the one who started this whole E-Republic. Uh, E-Republic. I'm oh, sorry. Started I'm sorry. Citation needed. Citation needed. So you kind of owe it to me, the uh, founding father of E-Republic blog talk. Oh, I'm sorry. Citation needed on that. Okay, it is a fact. Go back and check everyone's account on there. My account was made February of '09. Everyone else started way uh, after me. So um, <clears throat> I was the person who started, and then they and uh, everyone well, kept on it. I post on sites, and it was really quite uh, primitive and whatnot. Now you know this works a lot better. It's pretty great. You have people on the chats, and then they call up and stuff. It's like a basically like a regular radio show. It's uh, quite a good format. Uh huh. Well, I would say that the uh, "Is This a Real Life" podcast started way before that, and then uh, "Propaganda Now" was even started way before that. So, in this particular instance, maybe, but for media in the Republic, not even close. And what was that? I was saying. The EUS, is this the real life EUS podcast with Justinius McWalbertson III and Princess Medipie? Way before this. And Propaganda Now even started before them. So with Blog Talk Radio? Maybe. But media in eRepublic? No. There, there are progenitors far in excess of your ancestry. That's true. I was not the first one to have a podcast, but I was the first one to use Blog Talk Radio for eRepublic. So, yeah. Okay. That's like winning one event in the decathlon. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. All right. Uh, thanks for calling up. Um, you know, it's, uh, we don't agree on everything, but uh, your input is always valued. And your uh, essence of the game, your essentially your presence in the game, is probably your greatest asset to the game. Oh, thank you. I try to uh, provide a... Just your mere presence. Your mere element. presence brings great happiness to many. <laughs> you know, people complain about me, but if I left, uh, the game would probably sink even lower, so I'm kind of keeping it afloat. You're what we call a love-hate relationship with pretty much everyone. So thank yeah. you for blessing us well, with your presence. I knight the night of unintentional lulls. Uh, I accept your honor with uh, humility and, and grace. Thank you. <laughs> What's, what do you mean 30 beats 25? What do you mean by that? Okay, you got off. All right, anyway, um, <clears throat> we're coming up on the last uh, leg of the show here. Uh, we have a nice string of calls. Uh, three, four, seven. Sorry, 347-308-8073 if you want to be on the show. Give a call up. We'll get you on the air, anything you want to discuss. Um, And contrary to what some people might say, I know for a fact this is the number one uh, talk radio show in E-Republic. People that say otherwise, but our ratings cannot be topped. I guarantee you that. Uh, When the show premiered, I'll make it public right now, um, we had, what do we have here? Between live and archived listeners, 
Um, and keep in mind, they're still counting. We have almost 600 right now. And, you know, that's a lot for a game that's sinking and people, you know, a lot of people are listening. And the other shows weren't far behind that. Um, so, you know, quite a few people listen to the program. Um, you know, we try to get the truth out here. We try to say, um, you know, we try to say how it is. And we got all different sides on here. You know, you want to pitch your show? Come on. Be my guest. Uh, you want to say something a little different than what I have to say? Um, then by all means, uh, no problem. Um, but, uh, you know, other shows will try and shut out different viewpoints. We don't do that here. I believe in liberty. I believe in free speech. And you can agree with me or disagree with me. And, um... You know, and we should be able to civilly discuss these things regardless. Uh, Corey's not impressed with the number. Um, I think that's a pretty good number. Uh, <laughs> if you didn't make fake promises, the true number of listeners would be... I would take a screenshot, but you would just accuse me of editing it or something. So, you know, <laughs> whatever. But um, all right, let's go back to the phones. 856, you're on the show. What's up? Yo. Oh, who is this? Take a guess. Oh, I don't. I. I don't know. Is it Corey? I don't know your own state's area code. I. Oh, oh, geez, it's it's uh, civil anarchy, isn't it? Obviously. Obviously, yes. Okay. <laughs> Hello, uh, civil. Uh, what? Uh, what? Uh, what's what's new? Nothing much at the moment. Just called in randomly. This is a huge cool, delay. Cool. So, um, tell me, what do you think of my uh, recent country presidential campaign? Is there, uh, is there a potential change on the horizon? Um, at the moment, sadly, no. You you didn't find the. Uh, Anything prophetic in the last election? Because um, I'm going to say this. I feel confident that there's going to be one, if not two, large parties who will be joining my coalition next month. So you don't think that can make the difference? Unless you've got either the Federalists or the United States Workers' Party, I don't think so. No, but I do have name recognition built upon uh, a campaign in June... August, but I didn't get on the ballot, and then September. So when people see your name enough, uh, that also helps, too. Because I'd say in the last election, you know, Comstock had a lot of people um, in his endorsing parties, but he didn't have a lot of name recognition because where has he been lately, you know? I mean, he, he runs for Congress all the time, sure, but that's about it. Um, you know, so basically, next to Krems, I have the highest name rack. You know, people know who I am, for better or for worse, and if they begin to think that we need a different sort of leadership, um, you know, things could change. Here's the problem with that, though. Name recognition in this game isn't universal publicity. If you have bad name recognition, you're not going to be voted for. Especially if the fact that you seem to have a legitimate chance of becoming president, the opposition will immediately unify against your campaign. That is possible, but... Um if it were to be split two ways, I think next month could be it if if the you know stars are in alignment. Yes, but here's one uh, campaign next month. Last month, you know, people try to accuse me of 
being, you know, a fervent right winger, incapable of, you know, working with others or different opinions or whatnot. We had the most controlling ticket last month. You know, basically you had a really conservative guy and a really liberal guy on, you know, united on one ticket. That's not a sign that, hey, I want to work with everyone. I don't know what is. Well, the United States, or rather the United States, isn't about difference in political opinion anymore. Opinion is something of the past. Conservative and liberal doesn't matter anymore. It's about who's the best person for the job. Who has uh-huh. the best track record? Who has the highest activity? The United States is so game mechanist right now, it doesn't matter if you're liberal, conservative, communist, or libertarian. It's just your track record. I wrote an article about it maybe about two weeks ago. But the United States has essentially moved towards a completely game mechanist viewpoint. Yeah. Um, True, but I think some of these people don't really understand game mechanics because does game mechanics mean we don't make anywhere near as much money as we used to and our economy is worse than other countries and we... You know, we're, we're, we have pretty high taxes, but where is this money going to? Because it's not helping us. You know, if game mechanics means that, then, um, you know, it's a pretty weird way to interpret it. How is the money not helping us? The money goes directly, what is it, 78% well, of the I, I haven't got any benefit from it. I'm making a fr- fraction of what I used to make. And um, what am I getting that for? What does the government do for me? Not much. Besides... You know where the money goes, right? It goes mostly to the military, but what, you know, what's the military doing? Basically holding its own right now. We're not going on any major campaigns. We made a little incursion into Russia, and then we stopped. I mean, you know, we, it's, it seems like we're an empire in decline. Well, what would we have achieved by pushing farther into Russia? We had taken all their well, resources. Yeah, well, we could tell the Russians, we're not going to put up with this, and we're going to destroy your country for what you did. And think that's justice. Aha. Uh-huh. And if we had destroyed their country, do you know how astronomically more difficult the war would have gotten against them? We would have had no MPs in that war. If we had destroyed Russia, they could easily, easily put up a resistance war and get a region back. They were able to their gold treasury has to run out eventually. If we got enough people to stand with us to stop any resistance wars they did, we could permanently, or at least indefinitely, uh, destroy them. And you know, I mean, the Russians are always a prominent, you know, we're talking about not connecting real life to e-life, but just like in real life, the Russians are always a problem. In the game, they're always a problem. They're always going to start trouble. I mean, you know, our great enemy in Britain is nothing now. And, you know, so the Russians is what the big issue is. If we only take a couple of their high-resource regions, eventually they'll get them back somehow, and they'll be as strong as they were before. We have to deal, sorry, we have to deal a permanent blow to our enemy and take them out of the game as long as possible. That will advance us. It will advance the mutual cause that a lot of our friends in the e-world share. Um, you know, we we should be doing that. And if if we're not, it doesn't. It always ends the same way. Like I say, we never try anything different. We always we're passive. We you know, we don't do anything differently, and it doesn't end well. You see, sorry, I'm sort of being distracted at the moment, but the entire debate with Russia, we don't need to destroy them. I mean, you say that we need to take them out of the picture completely, 
But you can't do that in this game. You just have to take anything of value that you can. Is it even possible to kill a country? Um, you cannot permanently kill a country, but there have been countries which basically do not exist for months at a time. And a few months not having to worry about our friends in Russia is a few more months we can worry about other problems. Here's the thing, though. If we had actually pushed in, we would have to worry about them even more. Right now we're in the ideal situation where we've taken everything that we need. If we had taken the Urals, it would have hurt them a little bit more. But we really didn't need to. Really, the more we fight in Russia, the more the war will develop. Mm-hmm. You can't uh, take down a I mean, you can say that, but you know, let's, say, let's say for argument's sake we don't bother the Russians anymore. Uh, you know, one, what do you expect us to keep our military, which we finance quite well? What do we keep them busy with? And uh, two, uh, aren't the Russians being a little pissed off? I want to take some of our regions. Well, they've already done that before, but here's the thing. They don't really have the manpower to fight back at the moment. And we've got a pretty nice Polish wall. means they can't advance unless they were to send all of their people into our country, which, you know, advantage USA. Yeah. Right now, we're in sort of an ideal situation. Russia can't get past Poland. So their only option is to resistance war, which means they got to move all their people over into America. Or, you know, keep them in Far Eastern Russia. That's an awful idea, too. Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's true. But, uh, you know, and keep in mind, the Russians are notorious for... Uh, notorious for their multis and bots and whatnot, so they're kind of a paper tiger. I don't think they're that strong. Well, botnets are very strange in the new war module. Definitely not as powerful, seeing as you can't really move the bots. Really, all you can do is just put them in little spots. Like, um, I can't remember the battle, but I remember seeing a Polish battle that the map was just littered with random Polish spots that were just essentially trying to block a Russian advance, and they did next to nothing. Russia, regardless of what everyone says, does have an active population. It's not all bots. We don't have 10 Russians and then 6,000 bots. No, but they have quite a few, uh, quite a few bots, uh, which, uh, which doesn't, uh, go in our favor unless they all get deleted, which, you know, I have, but, um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, you know, I've also, I was also looking at the statistics the other day. It looks like, you know, we're talking about Eden versus Phoenix here. Phoenix seems to have a bit of a population advantage. Um, doesn't that, uh, not bode well for us? It depends, actually, because the population advantage if we have a more experienced population, then we don't have to worry about, you know, new people. And keep in mind, I think it was Argentina. That's a Phoenix country that's supplying a large amount of their population. Most of them are dead accounts. So population numbers aren't, you know, automatic wins. Yeah. 
Um, that's true. Uh, you know, I, I can feel that thing. So, what uh, what do you see in the future of the e world? Is it gloomy? Is it going to be rosy? About the same? What do you think? Sadly, I'm seeing it as incredibly gloomy. I haven't actually seen much of an advance lately. Yeah. Um, I've been doing a lot of mid-level work for the U.S. government, and it is not. It's not looking very good. So one year from now, is there any republic or, or what? Actually, that completely depends on the actions of the admins and society. If we really want it to continue, it'll continue. However, if we have everyone being cynical, like I was a minute ago, saying that there's no hope, then we're kind of screwed. There are ways to fix it. It's just it's going to need a combined effort by the admins and the society. Yeah. Yeah, but, but no, I, what uh, I can say now is what we're doing right now is not working. Yeah. yeah, that's what I've been saying, too, but what do we keep doing? We keep electing the same types of people. Until we change the types of people that are in power, why should we expect anything to be different? You know, that's what I've been saying. You know, people like to say, well, you know, you wouldn't do any better. Well, how do you know? You know, you're assuming that someone with a different mindset is not going to do better. Well, we're not doing quite quite well right now, so uh, there's not much places, to, not many places to go but up. I agree in part. Here's the problem, though. You need to have a good reputation. There are a lot of good role players, and in my opinion, that's sort of what we need right now. Everyone sort of sees role players in a bad light in this game. I used to be yeah. one, and I sort of switched sides, so to speak. But there are a few people that are still around, although mostly in media, that might do well. However, um, you know, George Armstrong, Custer, Cold-Hearted Snake, sadly the most vocal role players are not very much liked. Um, you know, who would you consider some of these more vocal role players? Um, one of the big ones I have to say is uh, Phoenix Quinn. Is who? Phoenix Quinn. He's um current party president of the Social Socialist Freedom Party. He throws out an article every couple of weeks, and they're uh, usually... the guy that constantly attacks me. I don't know why I'm his favorite target. Uh, we had a good relationship when you were still in the party, and now it's apparently sour, and I don't even mention them. Well, you see, they don't like me either. I should have found a um, forum post. Did not hold me in a great light. Yeah, well, the socialists are pretty dead. Um, you know, they're barely holding on to that seventh spot. They still have a fairly active population. Although, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, total population is dying. It's fairly active, it doesn't. It actually is um, 58 last I checked. Well, yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people are active, though. That's a problem. Let's see. I know about 15 that are active directly, directly, and, you know, there's a bunch of other two-clickers. Socialist Freedom Party has the longest-standing two-clickers that I've ever seen. People have done nothing for, like, three years. They're, like, still acquiring skill. Yeah, um, that's, that's interesting, but, uh, you know, the party, 
I don't know if a lot of them are just not in the party right now or what, but, um, you know, uh, especially some of the smaller parties took a hit whenever we sent off to Croatia. We had about two dozen people leave, and, you know, like most parties, uh, except, uh, you know, C's brought a lot of their people back and stuff, but like most parties, once they're gone, these people are probably gone, you know, they're not, not many of them are coming back, so that doesn't help any of us. Well, here's the good thing about the ATO efforts. Most of them, or at least a large fraction, were already enrolled in the military. And, you know, military, most military branches don't let you join a party. I think uh, National Guard, Training Corps, they allow it. But once you start getting to higher stuff, they don't like you getting into political positions, political parties, simply because it complicates things. Military, politics, it all mix. Custer. An example. Yeah, Custer's a really weird kind of guy. Um, I don't know what's up with him. He like told me some. He told me some weird stories about like him running into the uh, husband of some woman he's having an affair with. Some weird things like that. I don't know what that guy's deal is, but he's kind of whacked. Wait, randomly? Yeah, I mean, we were talking about the game or whatever. He brings up some some story about him, his like mistress and stuff. Like, I don't know about that. I mean, I don't know. Just some weird people on this game. Especially when he's like sixty eight. I don't really want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, it's really really creepy. Uh, but uh, uh, did he quit? I think I read an article for that. He quit politics. No, he quit politics. Okay, yeah, because of. Uh, C's, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm the biggest opponent of C's, and a lot of people are reluctant to, to lend a hand. Um, you know, even when we were... Uh, remember, we had um, Lost and Raptor trying to take over the party, and Lost and Raptor was a pretty legitimate candidate, and uh, people didn't help out. It was basically Republicans and maybe a few other people, and that's why it failed. Um <laughs> You know, now people are saying, well, you know, it was a Hungarian running. Well, we had a legitimate candidate once. You guys didn't help out. So um, these people who supposedly don't like C's and want to do something about it are just talking to talk and not walking to walk. And um, that's the kind of people we have in the country, and that's not going to, you know, it's not going to go anywhere positive if they don't actually help out when we're trying to make some dramatic changes. Well, you know, you could always back chickens, guys. He wants to be Derek Fuhrer. That's bad. <laughs> that chicken guy. I'll have to address his opponents. Uh, maybe he'll win then. Possibly. I'd be very scared if he was. I remember I endorsed Watson for president last year. I guess uh, I guess you were there here then, weren't you? Um, yeah, I think you were. Anyway, so I endorsed him for president, and I he lost by a huge margin. I I uh, chalk it up to my endorsement. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh. Actually, but, I ran um, against Watson at one point. You what? I think I ran against Watson. What month was that? It's either April or March. I can't remember. I think, wasn't he president in, uh, uh, when did he win? Was it after Pig? Yeah, I think that I was I guess it. it was April or was it April? Probably. Yeah, I guess it was April. Um, yeah, I mean, we've had a string of some pretty bad presidents. I don't know what it is. These people just control the institutions, and they keep getting in office. and They keep doing a bad job. You know, um, I don't know if you looked at my analysis I had from last time, but um, 
What did you think of that when I was going over what the endorsing coalitions had in terms of members and the percentage that actually voted for them? If you look at Cromstar's number, that's really low. I mean, it was a lot lower than anyone else. And mine uh, was, you know, quite high. Clearly, I'm getting a lot more than Republicans, and he's not getting all his people. Uh, when he had twice as many almost than Krems and lost, well, he had the United States Workers Party. The problem is that was his big endorsement. The problem with the USWT is you can't control the zombies. Yeah. Essentially, even if you endorse someone, they'll still go by re- name recognition. Uh, that's true. That's true. But uh, building it up does, uh, does help, too. And, you know, people stay in the long run. Okay, um, let's see who this is. We have a private caller on, too. Uh, hello, private caller. Who's this? Hey, you Bruno's a fag. You like it up the butt. You know what I mean? Uh, so, well, these are the kinds of people who we have to deal with here. That's that's my opposition. And people listen to these guys? I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Some things you have to deal with. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um... So what do you think about working for C's? Um, you know, you kind of are uh, out deficit now. He's Secretary of Defense, a position I promised him for a long time, but was never able to give. Uh, so what's, uh, what do you think of you and some others who aren't big fans traditionally now being part of this uh, administration? Well, I've never been a huge fan of the ideal of C's. I've usually likened it to a circle jerk, but there are people in C's that I'm a fan of. It's just the mentality that they give, I'm steadily against. There are people in C's that I admire greatly. Uh, Rainy Sunday is one of the big ones. I've known her since days in the SFB, and she's actually going to be the party president of C's, which is sort of like a strange coincidence. Uh, she voted to ban me from Congress, so I'll, I'm, I remember that. Didn't everyone? Um, actually, surprisingly, most people didn't vote. Um, I guess it was just out of the people who voted, a couple abstentions, maybe one or two no's. Um, I've forgiven you for voting yes. Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, she tried to act all nice to me, and I went back and I looked at the vote. I guess I never really look, looked at it. And um, she voted yes, and meanwhile she went, you know, she would forward me everything from Congress uh, in, like, all the official messages last month. Um, but she voted to exclude me, too. It's kind of hypocritical, you know. Uh, especially, that was the month where I was elected to Florida. How do you take the congressman with the most votes and exclude them because of Cromstar's made-up, you know, twisted history? Um, you know, that's why I mentioned Florida. Later. I'm not a good Cromstar, but I'm glad Cromstar lost because he's just, you know, he's one of the worst of the worst. I mean, there's not many bigger liars uh, and bullies than, than he is, and uh you know, we have a long-standing grudge, too. But, um, you know, I, th- I found it funny. What did you think when, when he had enough multis that it actually turned about a 40-something vote victory into a, uh, what, about an eight-vote loss? I found that pretty amusing. Well, here's the thing. I wasn't there for the entire election. That was, like, the last weekend before school started, so I was a little bit away from the computer. And I looked at the election, like, 4 o'clock on election day just to vote. And I thought Cromstar would win. And when I logged on the next day, I saw Krems won. 
I didn't know anything about the controversy, so I'm like, wow, that's a massive turnaround. And the even weirder thing is, it's kind of the fault of the SFP <laughs> that Cromstar lost. Because Cromstar, I believe, was supposed to get the endorsement, and the party president messed up <laughs> and accidentally nominated himself. And then they turned it into a law um, And it ended up getting about 36 votes that would have gone to Cromstar. <laughs> Um, are you sh- I'm, I'm pretty sure you, the UIP ended up endorsing him. They got the endorsement on time. So he had the three oh, no, parties no, no. endorsing him. Um, uh, it was the SFP, not the UIP. That's oh, right, the SFP. Okay, yeah. Um, your party seems like they can coordinate without that, though. Um, but, yeah, I would say if the endorsement was for Promso, that would have definitely gotten him the seven votes or whatever it was. Um, so that's, uh, that's strange. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'm glad he lost, and hopefully he doesn't get on a ballot next time. Because the only reason he had as many votes as he did was because he had the USWP and the two smaller parties uh, endorsing him. So. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't for his good looks and charm. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Well, any closing comments? Done. We have a couple of minutes left here. Um. Okay. You good? Yep. All right. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. Well, uh, thanks for calling in. It's a pleasure as always. Um, of course. My comrade. Oh, did you like the uh, song we had at the beginning there? Uh, I thought of you when I played it. The song? I didn't even... I remember... Oh, you didn't hear. You didn't hear. You don't hear what you're getting. I played the... Uh, the Soviet uh, anthem. <laughs> just just that's that my anthem for the uh, for the show. International ally. <laughs> what? International ally. International holiday. Nah, international ally. International Wait, what are you talking about? That's the that's the anthem. It's the Soviet anthem, but it's Russian. Russian. That's what it's called. But there's a uh, there's an English version. Yeah. No. Uh, my my Russian's uh, pretty limited to uh, Nietzsche, and that's about it. So. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks again for calling in. Uh, take it easy. Later. All right, so we're coming down in the last few minutes here. I'll leave my closing comments now as we come to the last uh, two minutes of the show. So. Okay, thanks for all my callers. Uh, much appreciated. Thanks for everyone who listened to tonight's episode. Um, right, what did we learn tonight? Uh, you know, has to be a moral lesson, like on South Park. Um, what did we learn? I hope we learned that we need to stand up to these ad- admins uh, when they do things we don't like. hope we learned that uh, we need to start changing our the way we want it to go. We need to start saving it before it goes too downhill. Because right now we're going down. We're going down, folks. And if we're going to stop it, we need to work together on this. We need to start um, shutting out the people like, you know, like the troll who called to curse me off or whatever, and people like this. You know, these are the kind of people who have sway now. It's just annoying, you know? It's not even funny. It's just dumb. So, once 
we're able to get a grasp on what these folks are doing, we'll be able to change things for the better. All right, um, I know we haven't had a show in a few weeks. I'll schedule one in the near future. If your friends weren't able to listen, tell them to listen in. You can listen to any of the episodes podcasted. We had a couple in August. We have this one now. At any time, they're on tinyurl.com uh, slash pizzapartyradio. Listen to them whenever you want. If you want to hear them again, go ahead. Um, we'll be back for an episode of the near future. Hope you enjoyed this one. Uh, it's been fun. It's been cool. Uh, we've got a lot more to discuss in the future. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in these party presidential elections and uh, what goes on in the e-world. Uh, there's lots to discuss and uh, so little time. All right. Uh, this is Pizza the Hut for Pizza Party Radio. And for now, I'm signing off, but I'll see you again next time. So long. It's been fun. And uh, keep uh, fighting the good fight, my friends.